0: You're listening to The Preppy Podcast, and I'm your host, Patricia May Olson. I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch and listen to past episodes at thepreppypodcast.com, and be sure to follow at thepreppypodcast and me, Patricia underscore May underscore Olson, on Instagram. Okay, one thing when I ask everyone what is preppy, I feel like a lot of people say that it's classic. And what is more classic and classy then stationery and writing thank you notes um, and personalized note cards. So I'm so excited. Today, I am talking with Karen Adams of Karen Adams Designs. Al about her stationery, how she developed it, um, and what I love the most is that a lot of the pieces have a little bit of sparkle to them. So this is a great conversation, um, and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, so why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Okay. Uh, My name is Karen Adams. I
1: live in Memphis, Tennessee, and I have a small business that uh, specializes in luxury paper goods and reaching out to do some collabs and uh, new items every year. So we are small, but growing and we take pride in having, you know, um, more attention to detail and quality and customer
0: service.
1: And I think all of the things that people really value in small businesses
0: certainly. And I think the first time I heard about you, um, and purchased some of your products was through my friend, Amy Littleson. Um, I think she had featured some of your products on her Instagram and I became an instant fan because a lot of your pieces have a little bit of glitter on them, which I love.
1: (laughs) Yes. You can't go wrong with glitter. It just makes you happy.
0: Definitely. So I always like to start, um, More towards the beginning. So I'd love to hear about you as a child. Were you always artistic? Were you always, you know, creating things or even maybe making cards back then? Tell me about your childhood.
1: Yeah. um, My parents were both really creative and encouraged that for me. When I was really little, um, about age four, my family moved to Tokyo. And so I guess... I didn't have the option of watching TV or, um, you know, distractions like that. Not that you can't be creative and watch television, but I was forced to sort of create some of my own entertainment. And um, uh, Tokyo was a great place for that because they have such um, unique toys and displays and they had like department stores would have big fairs on the top of their buildings and um, it was it was just really a playland and I was really just mesmerized by a lot of the things around me and soaked it all up we did travel a lot so same with that um, I was exposed to a lot of wonderful things with young eyes and just really had a really lucky childhood. My father was in international business, and so that's one of the reasons we traveled so much. And my parents were also um, really just trying to soak it all up and expose us to everything that they could. And I just feel like I was very fortunate in that regard.
0: Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I um, went to Japan a few years ago and I absolutely loved it. So I can't imagine getting to grow up there for a little bit as a kid. And um, like you said, everything's a little bit different than it is here, but it's super creative. And I just think that has to be so magical for you. How long were you there for?
1: I was there for four years.
0: Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So it sounds like you grew up traveling a lot, got to experience a lot of different cultures, um, yes. and see some really great and cool places. So when it came time for college, where and what did you end up studying? Did you go into more of a business direction, like it sounds like your father um, had, or did you, you know, at that point know that you wanted to do something more creative? I
1: I knew I wanted to do something creative. Um, My parents were pushing me towards doing just sort of a basic overall, you know, college experience, and I was in my counselor's office, and had, um, you know, she had all the brochures for colleges, and I saw the one for RISD, and I thought that was probably the coolest thing I've ever (laughs) seen, that you could actually go to school and do art. And that was, you know, actually something you could, um, go to college for and get a degree. And so I pursued that. Um, but I did have a great, uh, education, even though I did travel around a lot and moved, my family moved a lot as well. So, um, I, I just feel like I had a lot of good experiences, both with, you know, the, having a great, education and, you know, English, math, all that sort of stuff. But then when I went to college, RISD really doesn't do the business or they didn't when I was there. I'm not sure what they do now, but, um, it was really just sort of diving into the art experience and it was wonderful.
0: Wow, that is really cool that you knew, you know, sort of that early on. I feel like a lot of people go into something else, whether it's, you know, their parents make them or, um, yeah. or maybe they just don't know that they can make a career out of going into something art related or creative. So I love that, you know, you were attracted to that sort of school and knew it would be, um, a good fit and you could make something of it. I think that's amazing so what did you study then like what was your um program that you were in there
1: well the first year at risd is called freshman foundation and they sort of let you hit on all you know aspects of art and design you do um two-dimensional design three-dimensional design drawing and you actually do take an english course so there's a lot of writing um, you can take history. And um, so the freshman you know, experience is really you get to dabble in a lot of stuff. So when you declare your major halfway through the year, you sort of have an idea of what you're getting into. And my choice of major was uh, apparel design. So I actually did major in something that I'm not doing. <laughs> but... <laughs> it it gave me a great foundation. I love fashion. I love design. Um, and I think it influences, you know, all other aspects of design.
0: Of course. Yeah. I think fashion and any other aspects of art, they kind of go hand in hand and you can see influence and inspiration, you know, from one to another easily throughout, throughout history, I feel like even. Yeah. So what, um, After you studied then apparel design, then what was your first career after college? Was it something to do with fashion?
1: Yes. I, um, I, well, I don't know how involved you want to get into this, but I did end up going to New York and getting a job. Um, I did that right after I got out of, um, you know, after I graduated, uh, went, did the interviews, went back home. I got a call one day that it was from um, a company that I had applied for a job at and they were asking where I was. So this was before cell phones and, you know, that's seems like ages ago, but um, I had gotten the job apparently, but did not show up for my first day of work, which I really would have had I known I had gotten the job. (laughs) So... That did not go well for me on that one, but I um, soon thereafter got a job and um, went up to New York probably, you know, a month after graduation and a lot of my friends were living there and uh, started into the design world of apparel.
0: That's so fun. I feel like. A lot of people, especially in apparel or art or fashion, you know being in New York City is the ultimate dream, especially right after college when you're with your peers yeah. and experiencing it all and um you know it's kind of the industry sure, mecca right. I feel like right there in new york
1: yeah it it I really do miss it um sometimes, and i just i I love visiting i love the you know just the heartbeat of the city and everything it's it is just magical for me.
0: Definitely. Now, you did I read that you worked for J. Crew um, in fashion for a bit? Then, when you were there, I did. Yes, I did. Um, so, it, what was that like? Because I feel like that was kind of, you know, their heyday.
1: Yes, it was their. Heyday. Well, <laughs> it, and it was leading up to their big heyday when Jenna Lyons was hmm. um, director. Um, it was great. It, I was there when they opened their first store, which was on South Street Seaport. So you know, originally it was just on a catalog. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. gosh, I'm really aging myself, but um, <laughs>
0: no, I remember was, those days too. <laughs> uh,
1: it It was uh, really fun to see it growing and uh, you know, evolving. I will say the fashion industry is. It, you know, it seems very glamorous and in some aspects it is, but in other ways, it's really just, you know, slugging it out and doing monotonous things, especially when you're just starting out in that business. Um, and it's, it can be pretty cutthroat. People can be, you know, mean and ugly, but, um, I'm sure that's true of many jobs, and it's you know the people you surround yourself with, uh, of course that's important. And we we had a good environment where we worked, so that was really nice.
0: That's amazing. Um, I feel like it would have been so cool to be part of J Crew back in those days and yeah, see the transition and it kind of you know blow up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was great.
0: So I'd love to hear then um, how you got started designing. Paper goods and paper products. What was you know that moment like of discovering that you wanted to do this or that you could do this, um, and how did it start?
1: Uh, well, I lived in Connecticut and um, just felt like either I was married to someone else at the time, and we decided that we wanted to start our family and. Um, be closer to home, uh, our families. And so at that point, you know, if I'd been still been in the fashion industry, that would be a hard one, but I had started doing faux finishes and murals and that type of thing, because I had two young kids and, um, that was something that was easy. I was really interested in it. And, um, it was flexible. So I could live anywhere and I ended up, um, moving back to Memphis. And so when I got here, I was working with some interior designers doing finishes and murals. And I had joined a nonprofit for, you know, young, um, young adults and they were having a soiree needed an invitation. And so I did the invitation and it had a lot of um, great feedback. I thought how fun it was and I just thought, gosh, maybe this is something I could turn into a business And um, so ended up going to the National Stationery Show in New York and debuting an album with custom invitations and uh, we sold out like within the first mm-hmm three hours and you know that was I guess the beginning
0: oh my gosh that's like amazing so what year did you kind of start like when did you go to the show and then um when you were designing your first set was this on a computer was this you know hand um painted like tell me about what the originals looked like Yeah, it
1: was, um, the business was officially started in 1999. And our first designs were all hand done and had a hand painted finish. And there, on my end, there was no computer work done on the printers. end, you know, they would scan the design and print it from there. Um, What we did typically is we would do, um, or I don't know why I'm saying we, but I would do the design, have it printed. And then I would go back and do, um, the, you know, painting part of it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was sort of a combination of print and hand painting. And then as we grew, that was not an option that could continue because I would have to be working 24 hours a day. (laughs) Anyway, you know, we just evolved into, um, now I do the, I do still do all the design by hand, but then I put it into the computer and I do, um, the finishing for it. So it is, um, you you know, it, uh, is set up well with the color and everything is, is great for, for optimizing the printing, the colors and finishing.
0: That makes sense. Um, Yeah, you would have need like five of you to keep up, right? (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of sort of how your business has evolved and changed over the years, like What's your business like today? Like, obviously, um, I'm sure you do the, the custom stationery and invites, but you also have some sort of ready to ship products. And um, do you have a storefront or maybe a studio that people can come in or what's your team like? Like, tell me about your business today.
1: OK, um, well, we have a lot more people working for us, we're still small, but we have about, I think it's five people in administration. And then we have 12 people in production and the production team does all of the glittering, the uh, boxing, packaging, and then we have like our shipping stations. So it's a very well functioning, like, you know, nucleus, operation and we continue to try to make it more streamlined and gosh we moved into a building that we renovated three years ago and I know I sort of jumped right from one thing to the other but um, I just thought about I was thinking about our team and I just we have such a great group of people who um, originally it was all women now we have like one guy in production um, who's fabulous. And we have, uh, two people in admin who are men, but we are a women, majorly major women. Like, I don't know how I can phrase this. <laughs> the majority of our business is owned by women. Yeah. And, um, so we take great pride in supporting the people who work for us. Um, back when we were sort of, uh, I guess, maybe 10 years ago, you know, very busy. We would be working um, all hours. And I thought to myself, you know, I love the fact the business is growing, but this is so labor intensive and time consuming. I don't know how I would ever keep it up. But I think it's hard to realize that you know, as you progress, things will, people will fall in place, things will fall in place. So it will become easier for everybody who is working at the business, um, just because of growth and support. And you will be happy that you put in those long hours and efforts because if you, you know, continue to try to, uh, resolve whatever, you know, issues, challenges, um, hurdles that you face, I think, you know, it will evolve and you will figure out how to make it all function and work without you having to, you know, give up everything to run the business.
0: No, that's a great point. Um, so speaking of that, then I guess is the hardest part as an entrepreneur and, you know, for you personally, would you say it's that finding that balance or uh, maybe it's hiring and finding the right people? Like what's, what's the hardest part for you?
1: I'd say yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like all the above. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. And yes. (laughs) Uh, We, we've had our share of um, people who did not, fit in Mm -hmm. (laughs) very well to to our business. And um, I think those are actually good experiences because it sort of can help you um, figure out like, oh, maybe I should have like looked out for this or asked about this. Um, You know, it's always a learning process, of course. And you want to, you know, it'd be great if you could, you know, hit hit the jackpot and the first time, but sometimes it's, um, teaching the person and them being able and willing to learn or just, you know, knowing that this is not going to work out and, and maybe take notes from that higher uh, as to how to look for somebody that is a better fit. Um, so yes, that is a challenge. I can't remember what the other question was that you asked.
0: No, I think that answered it. Um, And then, you know, on the flip side to that, what's your favorite part about what you do? Like, what brings you the most joy? Oh,
1: easily I can answer that. Um, (laughs) It is the design process. And when I'm in it and doing it, um, it gives me great joy. I will just, I lose myself um, for hours where my iWatch will be tapping me on the wrist saying, stand up. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I, I love design. It gives me great happiness when I, you know, when you have something that sort of speaks to you and that's me looking at, at things. Um, my product, I always hope that it does bring joy to people. I know it's not like, you know, in an art museum or institute or whatever, but it, you know, on a smaller scale that is just, if I can evoke any sort of positive emotion, that means that I have done well for myself. So, um, that's sort of what our mission statement is as well.
0: That's amazing. Now I'm sure it's great. Also seeing something in your head and then putting it, you know, to paper physically and seeing yeah. it come to life and, you know, the customer interact with it or use it. Um, so I'm sure that's very rewarding. It now, is. speaking of design then, where do you get inspiration? And like how how many new designs are you doing a year, would you say, or a season maybe even?
1: Well, I I really don't know how many new designs. It's um, I've got uh, the push on me right now. So... You know, also you have to be in, <laughs> in the right frame of mind to really buckle down to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I wish I could tell you how many designs. It's just, it, it, it's because we're, we're doing, you know, we do our calendar. We do new greeting cards, new um, boxes. We have, you know, box note cards with, and gift enclosures, which have four designs in each grouping. Um, we just did a, we're working on a collaboration with a children's clothing company right now for a print that they'll be using. Um, and then we have, you know, we do designs like we're coming out with enamel pins for Valentine's day. So it's, it is, um, it's like, there's a lot of different areas that we're hitting the design markers Mm and so it's just hard to nail down exactly how many but inspiration comes from um gosh it sounds cliche but it comes from you know the world it's everything that's going on in fashion um I like to note that I love uh looking back at um retro things I love vintage um it could be, gosh, an exhibit I've gone to. It could be stuff I see from social media. Um, it could be a book that I'm, you know, I have a ton of books and design books, and sometimes I'll just pick one up and start looking through, and it could definitely come from something there. So it's, you know, color, design, um, prints. Um, Pinterest has some great things. Mm-hmm.
0: So kind of all around you and in the everyday, a little bit of, um, technology, a little bit of, you know, physical sort of Mm -hmm. now in terms of marketing, I have a PR firm that, um, is my full-time job besides this podcast. So I'm always curious to ask everyone, like what's been your best form of marketing? What's worked really well for your business to get the word out?
1: Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing about having a car, you know, business that has cards is when you mail it out and your name is on it. That's one way of mm-hmm. promoting yourself because people, if they receive something they like, they can always look on the back and yeah. see who, where it's from. Um, gosh, I think I you know we had a rep group that we worked with for a long time and that was a great way to get our name out to retailers and uh, we don't work with them anymore because at this point we have a lot of those customers mm-hmm. and so now we're on um, an inter- uh, marketplace fair yeah, yeah reaches out to all territories so I really like that because they have people from now all over the world who Mm -hmm. can shop on fair so that's been great for us um gosh I mean I I think that's probably the best way we do you know we're on Instagram Facebook all you know that stuff
0: but Anyways. I hear fairs is popular these days. Um, yeah. A lot of people, you know, because getting into a showroom is hard sometimes or getting a rep. Um, so fair, I think, has kind of helped that a little bit um, and made it, you know, now you can access buyers from all over the world. Right. Now, in terms of your designs and products, what is your favorite piece right now? And then what's the bestseller? seller?
1: Um, the bestseller for us is our calendar. And I think a lot of people know about the calendar. And so it's something that obviously every year there's a new one. <laughs> so <laughs> It's kind of, it's exciting to design it and it's exciting to see, you know, people receive it. So, um, we love doing that but that is our top seller. And then we have, um, you know, a lot of greeting cards in our boxes. And we just did our, um, some party things, which like cupcake holders and oh. sprinkles and candles. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I think my favorite item right now. We're getting ready to come out with new things. So I don't want to say what, what those are, but those are probably my favorites.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When are they launching? (laughs) When are those going to launch?
1: We should have some things launching um, in the next month.
0: Okay. Well, so we'll have to check back on your website. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of collaborations, whether it's um, a design collaboration, like it sounds like you're doing one with a, uh, a kid's brand or mm-hmm. a collaboration maybe like with an influencer or a celebrity, like who would be your dream person to either have your products and use them or to collaborate formally with? Uh,
1: dream collaboration would be with um... – Either a home home um, interior designer doing something with that because that is, I love, I love fashion and that, but even more than that, I adore fabrics and interior design. So, um, that would be my dream collaboration. I, I don't have one favorite. I have many i admire but um to do something where i could you know do stuff for interior or home products would be my my dream
0: no that sounds cool i could definitely see um some of your designs on you know pillows or window treatments or um maybe even tablecloth yeah so since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy?
1: Um, my cousin always called my dad. He always, <laughs> she always said about my father, like he was Preppy before Preppy was cool. <laughs> and uh, my dad, he's no longer with us, but was just an inspiration to me. He's a wonderful man, person. Um, he grew up in, um, Amarillo, Texas, and he was, uh, you know, from a family that struggled and he was a great baseball player and he got a scholarship to go play baseball at Yale. And he's so humble. He was so humble about that later on in life. He said, he would always say, I never would have been able to get into Yale these days, (laughs) but, um, you know for him that was a really great opportunity and I don't know if it started then but he was always so classic in his um the way he dressed and so preppy I I guess I tend to to fall into the fashion end of it um style uh for me it's just really classic and and, um I think you can continue to have fun and update with it, uh, what, you know, working at J crew, which was always considered, I think, preppy, yeah. um, you know, and that, like you were referring to its heyday, it was basically, you know, classics with a twist. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think it's, you know, playing with very classic design and classic, um, Colors and prints playing together, but still something that can be lasting and, um, is a good, uh, you know, foundation to lean on basically.
0: That's a great answer. And I loved how you referenced your dad. He sounds like, um, he was a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was. So you've traveled lots of places, um, growing up and I'm sure even nowadays, where are some of your favorite places to travel to? Like what's your your top place or maybe somewhere on your bucket list?
1: Uh, My mother and I did a walking tour of Peru Mm -hmm. maybe six years ago. And I never knew I wanted to go to Peru, but (laughs) (laughs) I found out it is amazing. It was so um, wonderful. We ended, you know, we walked... the hike to Machu Picchu. And gosh, that was an experience I recommend to everybody. It was magical, spiritual, beautiful, um, really life-changing. So that definitely should be on everybody's bucket list, I think. Um, Then traveling, gosh, we've done like a bike tour of Italy, and we also did one in France, and so yes, those are um, both beautiful places in Europe that a lot of people go to, but um, definitely beautiful, wonderful. I love seeing, you know, all of the old castles, the vineyards, all of that. Amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of where... My husband and I were trying to figure out where we wanted to go on our next bucket list trip. And um, so still trying to figure that one out, but, you know, the options are limitless. I mean, there's so many great places to go and see and do. And um, I think one of the best ways to travel is by hiking or biking and um, you really get to see uh, things well that way, I think.
0: Certainly, and you know, you've inspired me. Now I think I'll put Peru on my list because, like oh. you, know, I was like, I don't necessarily know if it's high up on my list, but um, amazing. Okay. Yeah, I,
1: I cannot recommend it highly enough. It it's it is magical,
0: amazing. So I have a lot of listeners um, who are entrepreneurs themselves. So I'm curious, like, where's somewhere you go for? Um, like business guidance or business news, um, or just, you know, more like business inspiration? Is there any tools or places?
1: I, right before COVID, (laughs) the dreaded before COVID, um, I did a business class at um, the Goldman Sachs has a program called 10,000 Small Businesses. Mm -hmm. And somebody had recommended me to them. And so they had reached out. They do this program for entrepreneurs and small business owners to grow their businesses. There is no cost. And it's one of the most amazing things, um, program, business programs that I have been exposed to. It really made me, you know, think about things, learn things that I didn't know. I had picked up, you know, a few small things. Luckily I'm, um, pretty adept at numbers. And so I had, you know, the ability to run my business fine, but this program, um, is great at helping you figure out how you can grow business, your business, how you can think outside of the box. Um, it gives you resources for, um, you know, financing, growth. Uh, It was really an invaluable experience and um, there are no strings attached. That's one of the great things about it. It's, um, they truly just are trying to help small businesses grow.
0: I've heard about um, that before actually. So is that something you have to apply for and then you get accepted and do you have to go somewhere or is it in just multiple cities kind of across the country?
1: Yeah, they have, I I, I did the one through their original program, which is at Babson college, mm-hmm. um, right outside of Boston. And they would fly us all up there. We, wow. we, you do the program online and then for a week two two times out of the program, you go for a full week up there. And it was, you know, there's such great camaraderie They have you, um, segmented into like there's two divisions and then there's groups within the divisions. So you really get to know your um, group people. It's like six people in your group very well. And um, they have continuing programs, you know, that you can use as a resource. But um, I think they also do have the programs like in, if you're in Atlanta, they have a program there. Um, You know, some of the larger cities across the U.S., So there's different options, but uh, you do have to apply for it and be accepted. And there are, you know, certain, you know, requirements like you have to be the majority owner of your business Mm -hmm. and stuff like that.
0: That's a great resource. Um, Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of listeners should check it out and um, would benefit from it. Definitely. So what's next for you? Is there anything um, you're working on that you can share a little sneak peek of or anything exciting down the pipeline?
1: Um, Well, I'm excited about the collaboration I referred to earlier Mm -hmm. um, to see how that goes. Um, But for us, um, we're doing some things that have been inspired by... Uh, Recent events in our personal lives, which are weddings and babies. So we are coming out with some um, new items that have to do with that. So I I think that's exciting because it's always fun to design with people in mind that, you know, for things that you would want them to have. And I I think those um, will be well received by a lot of people. As
0: well as our own. So, sadly, wow. I can't wait to, to check out all the fun things on the horizons from you. Um, now, my final question is where can people find you? Let them know your website URL and your social media handles. That way they can shop your products and follow along.
1: Okay, great. Um, our website is Karen Adams Designs with an S, dot com. And on um, Instagram, it's at Karen Adams designs. Great.
0: Well, thank you so much, Karen. This was so fun.
1: Oh, thank you. It was so much fun talking and um, you know, I just, I uh, really enjoy sharing whatever experiences, questions I'm happy to answer to anyone. Um, Please feel free to reach out. I love talking to you. I hope that everybody has a wonderful new year and uh, feels creative and keep everything going to the happy
0: places. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.